Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Grant to us, Lord, we pray, the spirit to think and do always those things that are right, that we who cannot exist without you may be by you enabled to live according to your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the second book of Samuel. The king ordered Joab and Abishai and Ittai, saying, Deal gently for my sake with the young man Absalom. And all the people heard when the king gave orders to all the commanders concerning Absalom. So the army went out into the field against Israel. And the battle was fought in the forest of Ephraim. The men of Israel were defeated there by the servants of David, and the slaughter there was great on that day, 20,000 men. The battle spread over the face of all the country, and the forest claimed more victims that day than the sword. Absalom happened to meet the servants of David. Absalom was riding on his mule, and the mule went under the thick branches of an oak. His head caught fast in the oak, and he was left hanging between heaven and earth, while the mule that was under him went on. And ten young men, Joab's armor-bearers, surrounded Absalom and struck him and killed him. Then the Cushite came, and the Cushite said, Good tidings for my lord the king, for the Lord has vindicated you this day, delivering you from the power of all who rose up against you. The king said to the Cushite, is it well with the young man, Absalom? The Cushite answered, May the enemies of my lord, the king, and all who rise up to do you harm, be like that young man. The king was deeply moved and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, he said, O oh, my son, Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would I had died instead of you, O Absalom, my son, my son. The word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks. Please remain seated as we recite 
Psalm 130 is printed in your bulletin. Out of the depths have I called you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears If you, Lord, were to note what is done amiss, O Lord, who would stand? For there is forgiveness with you. Therefore, you shall be here. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits for him. In his word is my hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than watchmen for the morning. More than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, wait for the Lord. With him there is plenteous redemption. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. So then, putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up stealing. Rather, let them labor and work honestly with their own hands, so as to have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up, as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness, and wrath, and anger, and wrangling, and slander, together with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And the Jews began to complain about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, Is not this Jesus the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me. And I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Gospel of the Lord. I speak to you in the name of the Holy, Undivided Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is nothing like the heavenly aroma of fresh baked bread. While most of us buy our bread in our local markets, it's a rare treat these days to smell bread baking in our ovens. Today, we are very far removed from seeing bread as a true necessity for our very survival. In fact, if you are on a low-carb or gluten-free diet, bread is probably the quintessential food that you do not eat. Therefore, we have access to a multitude of alternatives in our daily diets that mean excluding bread entirely. Well, this it was a luxury first-century folks in the Middle East could not afford. Therefore, we often miss seeing how bread is the most powerful symbol of life over death that Jesus and his followers understood only too well. And the Bible is replete with images of bread as the symbol of life. It is the central image that we reference every Sunday when we have the Holy Eucharist. We refer to it in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. 
and also we frequently hear too of it as the staff of life. The readings from John's Gospel in August focus on bread as the source of eternal life. If we allow our imaginations to transport us back to first century Palestine, we begin to uncover a much richer and deeper understanding of Jesus' message when he uses the reference to himself, himself as the bread of life. In today's reading, Jesus proclaims, I am the bread of life. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. Jesus makes clear that he is not talking about physical sustenance, like the manna Moses fed the Israelites when they were leaving their exodus to the wilderness from Egypt. Instead, Jesus is talking about himself, his own physical body as the source of life. And with one's belief in Jesus comes the fulfillment of his promise of eternal life. Not something way off when we die, but today, now, this very moment. And Jesus even goes a step further and promises this mysterious gift of eternal life is not just for a select few, but it's for everyone. In fact, it's for the entire world. The bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Jesus' audacious claim that he is the source of eternal life for all is the essence of the Holy Eucharist that we celebrate here every Sunday. As we come to this altar with our hands outstretched, our hearts open to receive the bread and the wine in some mysterious, grace-filled way, we each become one with the resurrected Christ. And we become one with one another. I cannot think of a more powerful symbol symbol of our shared humanity, how we are connected by our humanness, with our brokenness, our woundedness. And it's so profound we come forward to share in the body and blood of Christ. The Holy Eucharist is the core of our Christianity. We have participated in this ritual, this sacrament, for over 2,000 years. So we recite the ancient prayers, we share in the bread and the wine, like those who have gone before us generation after generation after generation. And when we do this, we recall when Jesus instructed his disciples for the very first time, his closest friends, to share in the, this last supper before his arrest and crucifixion. Christ offers himself, himself the bread and the wine. He is the spiritual sustenance that our souls crave. As we eat the bread and drink the wine, we acknowledge our need for God and our need for each other, knowing that no life is really worth living when we set 
ourselves apart when we are adrift or alienated from God and from each other. We know only too well how easy it is to lose our bearings in this busy, fearful, and anxious world of ours. And this is why we need community. We need each other more than ever. And it's this community that gives us a firm foundation in which to stand as we rediscover our true selves, our true identity as the beloved children of God. We need structure. We need a path to follow, to be able to follow Jesus. Just a few weeks ago at our 79th General Convention, our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, launched a brand new program called The Way of Love, Practices for a Jesus-Centered Jesus Life. He's inviting all Episcopalians to follow a rule of life that gives us direction to deepen our spiritual commitment to God and to each other. Some may ask, what is a rule of life? Well, it's simply a commitment to live our lives, our daily lives, in a particular way that is supported by prayer and spiritual practices. And I know some of this may sound a bit daunting or even uh, totally out of reach, but it's not. In fact, it's extremely straightforward and accessible to everyone. Reading the Bible. Praying for those on our prayer list, saying grace at mealtimes, going to church on Sunday, or simply setting time aside to marvel at the beauty of creation. These are all just a few examples of what it means to have a rule of life. Many of you are already doing these. They are ways of giving structure, guidance, direction, to live a life we and I were created for, a life that is holy, a life that is just, and a life grounded in the love of God. That's what brings purpose and meaning to our lives. I know with overscheduled lives and hurried meals and often feeling stretched in all different directions at the same time, this may sound like one more thing to do on your to-do list. It is not. A rule of life means being thoughtful and intentional about what we do and don't do. How we use time, the most precious gift we have from God. How we use time in our daily lives. So we embark on a rule of life not by ourselves but in partnership with God and each other, using those unique gifts God has given each and every one of us as we set forth a daily pattern to help us center ourselves and being intentional how we use our time and how we follow the path of Jesus. Bishop Curry has named seven practices that can help us connect with God. And we connect with the godly within us, the holy that resides deep within us. Remember, we are made in God's image. 
And these practices help us to connect with our neighbors and our larger community. They will encourage us to reshape our lives and be aware of the rhythm and pattern of how God can restore our own lives and each other, calling us to use these gifts. They include turn. Turn. Pause, listen to follow Jesus, making the choice to follow him like the disciples, reorienting our lives and choosing love and compassion over fear, hatred, and justice. Learn. Reflect on the Bible daily, especially on Jesus' teachings. Our Book of Common Prayer encourages us to hear the Holy Scriptures, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them. If we allow God's Word to dwell within us, something amazing happens. We begin to see God's work in the world all around us. Pray. Set a ta some time aside every day, even if it's just two minutes, but set some time aside to simply be with God. Jesus taught us the Lord's Prayer. That's a great place to start and a way to acknowledge that we dwell in God's presence. Worship, just like we're gathered here today. Come together in community as we thank, we praise, we raise our voices in song to dwell with God, to open our hearts, to hear the good news, to be filled with the sustenance of what it means to have God in our lives. Bless. Share our faith. Give and serve others. Numerous opportunities at here at St. John's to do this. And with the power of the Spirit working within us, our presence alone begins to bless others, everyone we encounter, as they sense that love and compassion, that feeling within our hearts. It actually becomes contagious. Go. Go across boundaries. Go in those places that you're maybe not comfortable stretching beyond those comfort zones, just like Jesus did, meeting people where they are and being living witnesses of God's love and compassion just by being present. As St. Francis of Assisi said, spread the gospel, use words only if you must. Do it in your actions. And finally, my favorite, rest. Receive God's gift of grace, peace, and restoration. God invites us to set time apart from our work, to rest, to be. In today's hectic world, we need it more than ever, a time to restore our minds, our bodies, and our souls, and trusting while we're resting that God holds it all. These seven practices, turn, learn, pray, worship, bless, go and rest, they help us develop our own rule of life. There's no right or wrong way. Just begin with one small thing that you truly enjoy, that makes your heart sing. And start there. And trust that 
God will do the rest. And then keep at it. And you will find the bread that feeds your soul. And ultimately, all of us become the living bread of Christ to each other and to the world as we nourish our restless souls following the way of Jesus, the way of love as our God. stand as we affirm our faith by reciting the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God. God, our Creator, you draw all humanity to yourself through your Son, Jesus Christ, who gives the bread of life to all who are hungry. Hear our prayers for the whole human family, that we may be nourished and strengthened through your gracious care. As we say, we wait for you, O God. Our souls wait for you. In your word is our hope. Gracious one, your church has been taught by God, and we are drawn into your holy communion as members of one another. Feed us with the living bread of Christ, that we may be witnesses of his grace and ministers of his reconciliation. We wait for you, O God. Our souls wait for you. In your words, Eternal One, teach our leaders and all in authority in the nations of the world to put away all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander together with all malice, that they may be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven. We wait for you, O God. Our souls wait for you. In your words, O God. 
Compassionate one, look upon the needs of the world. Bring bread to the hungry, peace to the threatened, healing to the ill, hope to the despairing, and your continuing presence and vision to all. We wait for you, O God. Our souls wait for you. Loving one, grant us grace to put away all falsehood and to speak the truth to our neighbors. Strengthen the relationships in our community and help us to speak words that give grace to those who hear. Inspire all who labor to work honestly and to have something to share with the needy. We wait for you, O God. Our souls wait for you. Healing One, hear our prayers for those whom we pray in intercession. For Leo, granddaughter of the Christiansons, especially also those on our parish prayer list. For Jim, Kim, Carol, Janet, Susan, Cheryl, Andrew, Dorothy, Susan, Kate, Chaz, Meg, Bella, Edward, Katie, Robert, Edith, who cares for him with a great deal of patience and love, and Judith. We give you thanks and ask your blessing upon all teachers and students as they begin a new year of learning and exploration. Mark all who have died with your seal for the day of redemption and grant them your gift of eternal life. We remember especially Damon Clemmel. We wait for you, O God. Our souls wait for you. Your beloved children come to you in trust, O God opening our hands and mouths and hearts for your food and drink, which alone satisfy our longings. Be present in your creation to nourish all life, that all the earth may wait upon you, O God, and receive your mercy and your plenteous redemption. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you, God, word and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will, all who witness the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. We stand. May the peace of the Lord be always with you.
seated. Good morning. Welcome to St. John's. If you're new or if you haven't been here in a while, please feel free to fill out the cue card hanging in front of you and put it in the offering plate, and I would be more than delighted to get in touch with you and learn a little bit more about you and share more about the story of St. John's. We are winding down. It's hard to believe that summer's almost over. And so we have a lot of wonderful things coming up. One thing, we do have some produce, not a lot, but we do have some from our community garden. So uh, JT, who is, this is his Eagle Scout project, has washed it and he's going to be on the corner of Farmington and Highland Street. So please go on over there and check it out. It's absolutely wonderful. And the garden is straight back behind me through the parking lot behind the Sexton's house. And if you haven't seen it, it's absolutely beautiful. We're waiting very patiently. We're trying to be patient for the tomatoes to ripen and the squash, but soon that will be out there. Wonderful opportunities to volunteer. We have a block party coming up. There's information in the back of your bulletin. Always need for volunteers. It's a lot of fun. It's a great way to meet people and also to meet people from our community outside the wall of St. John's. We are going to fill blessing bags. These are wonderful small bags uh, that we give away. It's mostly our staff, Ellen and Peggy, for people who come during the week who are in pretty desperate need. And so it's one small tangible thing we can do. And it's a few essentials. There's a list of supplies that we're collecting. And during our fall ministry fair on September 30th, we'll be putting them together. Uh, and so it's, it's a wonderful way to reach out to our community in a way that really shows that we do care for those who are suffering. Wherever you are in your spiritual life, whatever practices, disciplines, maybe you're thinking about taking on, know that you are supported and loved as you come forward to take the body and blood of Christ. And also, while we're taking communion, you're off, you are uh, warmly invited to go to the font where our healing minister is there to give a prayer or a blessing for you or for someone else. So walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. For you are the source of light and life. You made us in your image and called us a new life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Jesus Christ, 
by him, and with him, and in him. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you. And feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Life is short. And we do not have too much time to gladden the hearts of those who travel with us. So be swift to love and make haste to be kind. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.